0: Hello and welcome to another audio podcast from Navisite, which is a great way to catch up on some fresh thinking about some of the big issues facing IT professionals today. Technology leadership, strategy, business change, IT and technology transformation, and lots more. This edition is being recorded at the National Theatre. It's an organisation that really lives by its mantra, Theatre for All. Headquartered on the South Bank in London, the National Theatre make world-class theatre that's entertaining, challenging and inspiring and they really do make it for everyone not only here in London but in tours that cover every corner of the UK and across the globe as well as broadcasting some productions live to over 2,500 venues in 65 countries right across the globe and as if that wasn't enough an extensive nationwide learning and participation program supports creative education for young people through performance and writing too. Joining me today to discuss the pivotal role that IT plays in delivering this programme is John Chain, Director of IT, and George Tunnicliffe, who's Head of IT Operations. Hello, gents. Oh, yeah. Hello. So, uh, the National Theatre people will reflect on that and think about some of the great traditions, but technology is now playing an ever increasingly important role. Can you give me some examples, John, of where technology is making a big, in, a big impact in this organisation today?
1: In actual fact, the National Theatre is already a highly technical organisation. So I think it would see itself as a bleeding edge, highly technical engineering organisation that puts on world-class shows. And what we're now doing, George and I, is to start to find ways in which IT, business IT, um, sort of organisational IT, can now make the organisation more efficient. And we you know, we live in a moment right now with declining grants, um, after a period of austerity, um, and finding a way of getting more out of every single you know, person hour of the
0: day. Is something that's our everyday concern right now. For sure. So what sort of examples can you give of projects that may be underway that are creating greater efficiencies whilst maintaining you know, that tremendous reputation that uh, the theatre has? Well, the big one that we changed was switching to Office 365. I mean, that's. I mean, we're in the middle of many different
1: projects right now, not all of which are complete. Um, but the one thing we have you know, put in place is Office 365, which moved from an old, slow, full... Terrible server to a cloud cloud provision, and now anybody can have within you know hours of arriving at the organisation will be fully empowered on their phone, on their home PC, and everything
0: um, to now have all their emails, their calendars, their documents. So that's a big impact uh, internally, George. Any projects that maybe would impact the sort of customer experience end of your remit?
2: Um, yeah, I think what um, one of the things that Office 365 has done is allowed a lot of people to collaborate across the building and it brought people closer together and, and and some of the really good outputs from that, sharing information and um, doing that has really led to teams working together that ordinarily would have been siloed um, and just making it much easier to share.
0: So what about any other sort of customer enhancements that maybe make the whole experience of, of buying tickets and coming to the theatre? Are you involved in any of that aspect as uh, part of the IT team, John?
1: We, I mean, we provide the full infrastructure for our ticketing platform. Um, and that is one of the things we did early on, in fact, is to move the back end of that, which is TessaTura, which is a kind of industry standard CRM that we all use. Um, we moved that from on the fifth floor in the building here to Navisite's private cloud. So we have fully clouded up our website, and that contains the CRM part. So that's, that, 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 I think, is a, a big change. We haven't deployed e-ticketing yet, right? E-ticketing is relatively straightforward from a technical perspective. What, and it's a, it's a project for this year. The challenging part is, how do you manage that
0: out the front? Um, so it's a project for this year um, to kind of roll that out. That'll be interesting to see how that that, uh, that pans out. So also, um, you, you touched upon, George, the impact that technology was having on employees. How many people work here and, and uh, what how do they work? Do they have PCs on their desk? Describe, if you can, the working environment and, and the impact that you're making on that.
2: Um, I think so. one of the things that we've done within the team is, is start to build up profiles of the way people work within the building so that we can start to give technology to people in the, in the right way that they can actually consume it uh, rather than a pre-described way that then they have to fit around the things that we do. I think that the easy answer is there's not really a, a one way of, uh, or one type of employee because we have so many different uh, ways that we interact with people and the ways we interact with people in inside the business as well we've got all our uh, usual business functions finance payroll all those kind of things that's quite normal and then setting that aside we then cover retail We then cover you know front of house ticketing we then cover touring companies we then cover like Sound of Vision, we're in one of our own sound studios now, and we have to support those people in the way that they work. And that's where Office 365 has been great, because there's so many entry points that support the way that people work. You can have it on your phone, you can have it on a desktop, have it there. We've got 1,500 people normally that can scale down to about 1,200, it can go over that, but that doesn't mean that we need to change our platform or do any engineering work. You know, Microsoft takes that scalability in their platform.
0: So John you've got a wide variety of different sorts of people different generations different ways of working can you explain to me what the infrastructure is like now uh, in terms of pcs on desks and 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 maybe draw out a little bit more of this this mobile uh, way of working
1: yeah so we as we have a 1500 employees but only about 600 pcs and that is completely different from any other organization I've worked in even even at the VNA right small kind of craft workshops but the majority of people sitting at a PC first thing in the morning to last thing here we've got workshops where people are making every piece of the stage every, every everything here it's one of our usps there's occasional heavy engineering like say some ironwork in the center of a stage might be built outside but otherwise the usp is everything is made here so when we say well, have you seen my email by definition that must be on something else other than a pc so for a lot of users that means their phone and so one of our core pieces of our strategy is does it work on a mobile phone can i access it on a phone um, and that's the obvious things like office 365 and emails but in the last year, we've put practice, which is our um, sort of approvals process for for invoices and orders. Again, that's now available on mobile because these are workers who do not sit on a PC the whole day, but how, why can't they get information? We went for, to a new internet last year, and a core decision-making thing was, how will it work on mobile, right? And so we went for, um, uh, for Share, a SharePoint-based one on the end just simply because out of the box it's going to work. And that means that users who, like chefs, right? Again, chefs, every single single thing you eat and drink in this building is made here croissants right uh, down in the basement and so again these are people who we would like to and we're not we're not we're not finished yet but we would like them all to be participating in that kind of information awareness um, why do we work here it's not just because you made a croissant but look at the work we've made and so we have some people who are rich in their access and some people who are actually quite poor and that that is a real challenge and that is why essentially everything goes cloud because if it's on the cloud you can get it on your phone and um, if we're hosting it then how did you get there via the Wi-Fi, via 4G. Even our disaster recovery basically says all the networks are down, 4G will still work. You'll still get plans, you'll still get communication um, on Office 365. So it really is a, a, the broad spectrum of this building um, encourages cloud
0: pretty much. So is so this a, uh, a BYOD policy uh, that you guys brought in? or uh... We don't really have a BYOD policy because BYOD is by default.
1: People are bringing their own phones primarily. So for example... Uh, a senior management meeting in other organizations would be phones down, phones face down, let's not get distracted, right, maybe there's laptops, but maybe, again, some people do, some people don't, here, everybody's on the phone, every senior manager is getting their agenda, and any papers that are produced on their phone, and that is, that is a cultural, you know, arrival point, and we're not talking about generations here, we're talking about across the generations, and now expect to be able to just pick up the phone and say, oh, I did get that document,
0: George, what about security issues around the you know sort of BYOD by default almost? Uh, does that create headaches for you guys or not?
2: So again, uh, it's it's just a, uh, a case of designing the platforms that you want to use. So again, you know, using as a service things rather than having one part on site, one part off site um, or in the cloud. It's about using those as a service platforms and bolting them on. So you know what your information flow is. So it's email sharing files, and, you know, just just sending basic information in and out. But you know where those entrance and exits points are. They're either physically the person sitting in front of the PT, you know, which software sorts out for us. And then we've got um, OneDrive, um, and if that's being uploaded to the web, then we use Forcepoint, and then we get Proofpoint through navigate which uh, does data layer protection across email. So, you know, on top of the basics of what Office 365 officers. So it's looking at information flows and then just as putting those protections in place across them. You know, we have an information security officer, we have a legal team, you know, starting with basic frameworks and then starting to put those in and making them more intelligent later on. It's what myself and John work on the principle of is, you know, you've got to start somewhere. So start and then tune it later.
0: I guess once you have that ethos of uh, you know BYOD by default uh, mobile first mm-hmm. it becomes easier to drive that sort of way of working because you you have set the the sort of ethos
1: Well, you actually eliminate solutions that would be more complicated because people say well we could buy it and put it in house you say but then how are you going to serve it out through the wife? how are you going to how are you going to authenticate right if you say does it plug into you know ADFS can we authenticate off the web? And they say, yes, it does. Then automatically you say, well, that's a better solution. So, so if you think the IT strategy is simply to move ourselves out of the building, I mean, something that we haven't touched on is we have a data center upstairs on the fifth floor, right? It has w- river views, right? It is entirely inappropriate as a, a room to be using for servers. It's too small. Uh, it has old power and old cooling. And we don't really have a backup for that. We have an, another even more inappropriate room um, at the bottom of a stairwell, in, a, in a, one of our other buildings. Um, and so when we looked at that, we thought, this is crazy. We can't expand it. We can't provide the gold service that people want in this space. Yeah. So therefore, it's a- automatically we move out. And that's really started our whole strategy, is get ourselves out of this building completely. And I know that people talk about 99% cloud. I don't think it will be fully that. But that's the mantra, right? There'll be some things we leave here for performance reasons. Sure. Um, but otherwise, once you say that, then a lot of the complicated solutions actually back away Because simplicity is being forced by the fact that someone else has built
0: it or not, and you can access it or not. And if it's not built and not accessible, we don't buy it. Where do you think this technology is going to go in the next, say, five years, and uh, particularly within this uh, environment? Uh, John, you got any thoughts on that?
1: I think the way cloud is right now, and especially with things like Microsoft Teams, is that we can now see uh, video and voice and file and chat persistent, in a way that's just so easy to use, right? And so we've essentially lowered the bar of technological competence to use it because we're not particularly offering training. I mean, when I arrived, there's uh, there was some video conference equipment here. won't mention who buy, really complicated to use. Extremely powerful, but no one can use it unless they've been actually trained. And because of that, there's a barrier. So what I think that the mobile revolution, and that's really where it is at, is it has created this barrierless entry. Well, oh, I'll just figure it out. Right, I've, I've installed the app. Oh, okay, so I just, okay, I've done it. So I don't need to go on a training course. There's no necessarily a need for an IT induction in all of our different tools and so how to log in. So nice them.
0: intuitive tools. I that, think so. The people... I, think,
1: I think that's yeah. the, re- the revolution is how everybody will just use it straight off the bat. And all we have to do is provide it. So it's more of a kind of like a sort of a cafe shop mentality. We have some tools, here they are, rather than, oh, you're going to have to get trained because we've selected the system. It's a bit complicated, but it's very secure. Right, yeah. so it moves away yeah. to this consumer model, and I think we, you know, we, we talk about like uh, Chromebooks and, and, and like, what device would you like to use? So it, it might not it not only is there BYOD, but there might also be CYOD. So choose your own device. So instead of a corporate model with a single PC, we might say, would you like a Chromebook? Is that how you work, or do you need a more powerful computer, um, or or are you happy enough with just your, you know? So I think I think that'll be part of the future is actually just saying, I need that from the shop, you know, that from the store. I don't ever be self-service, but um, that is very different again to
0: the, to the corporate past. And George, is, is that uh, something that resonates with you? Which your view? Uh, yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. I think I think further to I think John's kind of nailed it there, so I'm not going to add anything to that. But I think for for me, um, in in what Cloud does in, in terms of as a service offering, I think we'll start to see the final pieces of the puzzle being put together where you can run your entire infrastructure, either across various different offerings as we do, uh, you know, which me and John are quite comfortable with because we've done it before in various different ways. You guys have been in the IT industry for a little while, both of you.
0: Are these good times or bad times to be in the industry? John, what would you think?
1: Personally, I think it's a great time because I can I think about information, getting you information. I mean, a good example, so... Uh, it is now possible to imagine putting a client for business intelligence on your phone using something like, say, Power BI or other apps, right? So now managers could say, "Right, I'll just check the last live information; they don't have to wait for it to be mediated by somebody else, right?" So right now, in terms of information delivery, right, this is the this is the perfect time. I'm sure. What will the next time be? Let's be straight to your head, right? It'll be beamed into your eyes from somewhere, right? So that, that and that will happen yeah. for sure, right? Um, but right now, in terms of like, can I get you information, and I can get it to the device you want, we've never had it better. It,
0: it, we're the challenge, not the technology. And, and uh, George, do you, you echo that, or is it? Uh,
2: uh... Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, I think for being able to tackle challenges quickly and being able to deliver what organisations want directly, you know, there, there's really never been the best time.
0: It sounds like exciting times to me. John, George, many thanks. And uh, that wraps up this edition of uh, this Navasite podcast. If you'd like to find more uh, about Navasite or any of the issues discussed, visit Navasite.co.uk. Please keep an ear out for future editions for more ideas, insights, reflections on the big issues facing IT professionals today. Until then, goodbye.